Welcome to Last in Line Podcast, where we are highlighting, showcasing, and spotlighting great leaders of faith who have overcome adversity, cultivated resilience, and served others in a significant capacity. So settle in and be encouraged by this episode of Last in Line Podcast. But if you've ever felt like you didn't quite understand the spiritual battle and the supernatural realm that we fight in daily. The Bible talks about powers of darkness, demonic forces, evil and good, darkness and light. We are at war spiritually. If you haven't ever quite fully comprehended that or understood how to approach that battle and tactically, strategically engage in that war, I've created a simple handbook, guidebook, roadmap that is straightforward, simple, short, but it's extremely useful and might serve you in this battle of spiritual warfare. It's called Operation 333, the little black book on strategic spiritual warfare. Grab a copy today, share it with somebody that you know that is, maybe you can do a Bible study together with it. Maybe it can be a resource for small groups. Give it to somebody. They're priced very competitively. You should be able to buy a handful of those and then give them away to your friends. I might actually have a drawing for those that email me. I can draw your name and send you a free copy. But email me at lastinlineleadership at gmail.com. I hope it serves you. Man, I remember growing up and as a teenager, even back toward, I guess, late elementary, middle school, always wanting to fit in with the crowd, right? We're always wanting to blend in. We're always wanting to be in that next trendy phase of whatever style or fad or trend that's going on in that particular pop culture. We are all of us at that age going into high school, college, like we always kind of wanted to go with the in crowd, go with the flow, kind of go where it was most popular. Okay. And I mean, whoever determined that I'll never know, but as you get older, you start to fade from that way of thinking. You start to, hopefully, you start to separate yourself from the desire to just do what everybody else is doing and just kind of be in the current of society and culture and sort of just kind of float downstream with the rest of the herd. I hope that's what we're thinking. And as believers, that absolutely should be what we're thinking and what we're trying to accomplish. That should be our focus and our mindset. Look, tonight I've got something that might give you a different way of looking at being different. That, Yeah, didn't plan for that, but a different way of looking at being different. Here we go. That was deep, profound right there. That was as good as it gets tonight. I'm going to call this the glorious differential. Three ways we win in absolute abnormality. And I'm going to paint a picture for you in a minute, but I got to tell you, being in sales my whole life, my whole adult professional life, okay, specifically the last nearly two decades has been in the medical industry. And By luck of the draw, by God's sovereign provision and favor, 
I have represented and promoted products that really did set themselves apart from the competition. They really did stand out. They really were pretty unique in a way that allowed them to stand alone in a particular class of drug or device or therapeutic uh, medication. So I've had the ability and the luxury of walking in to a customer with my head high, chest out, shoulders back, not in an arrogantly cocky, crude, distasteful way, but professionally, confidently humble. And knowing that the message I have will stand alone. The message I have won't be contested, can't be contested, or if it is, there is plenty of data and supporting clinical evidence to justify the claims I'm making about that product. That's a good feeling. That's a good kind of confidence. I've I've had a unique product, and, and specifically the last five years, I've represented a like best-in-class gold standard of a product, a propri- proprietary manufacturing process that no one else can touch. Now, that doesn't always equate. You would think that would just be a slam dunk and always equate to sales and, and automatic revenue and, and production and performance being at a peak level. And it's not always the case because you have to create new habits in ordinarily habitual creatures such as healthcare providers. And they're very proud of their knowledge. So not not getting off on that tangent, but to be set apart allows you to walk differently, allows you to have a little bit of a skip in your step, a strut, if you will, but in a, a good magnetic way. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really refreshing and it, it is renewing in your spirit to know you can get up every day and you go and offer something no one else can offer. You can preach from a different hymnal. You can stand alone confidently and offer value to a customer that someone else may not be able to offer. That's motivation every day. Um, and, and knowing that your difference will breed that confidence, you kind of execute the plan a little bit more boldly, a little bit more courageously, confidently, more assuredly, right? It kind of has a hopeful assurance to it, knowing that you're different. You can have this restful spirit, this restful confirmation that in the end, you're going to prevail because nobody can argue with what you have to stand on foundationally. There's a peaceful affirmation. So there's this affirming sense in you when you have that differential, that glorious differential that I'm calling it tonight. There's a peaceful affirmation that says you're going to make it, you're going to be okay. And not only are you going to make it, but you're going to rise to the top and you're going to prevail and separate and be victorious ultimately. So tonight I got three ways that we win with absolute abnormality. And I'm going to try not to say that a lot because that's a tongue twist. That's a mouthful. Absolute abnormality, guys. Um, I think I have a lot of listeners in the South, so you're going to get the 
the little bit of a twang that I've got. I'm a little nasally tonight too, but the abnormality, it's probably pronounced abnormality, not abnormality. So bear with that little bit of extra uh, nuance. Okay. So I got three ways that we win. Okay. And three ways that we're different. And hopefully there's a lot more, but I was trying to figure out what are some of the three staples, some foundational pillars in the way we operate as Christians that should set us apart, that should create separation between us and culture, us and lost people, us and the world, okay? Us and really anything that is in opposition to or resistance of Christ and the gospel and what that stands for. So these three things I kind of landed on. Uh, It's probably after I listen back to this, I'm going to say, wow, I wish I would have said this. Maybe you're going to fill in the blanks that I wasn't able to fill in because I was trying to laser focus in on three. and, And so that is what it is. So the first one is... These are three things we do different, right? Three ways we win with absolute abnormality. The first one is we fight differently. Okay? We fight differently. And in a fight, I know you're going to probably agree with me, you were always taught there's no rules in in physical fist fighting. Any sort of physical altercation, there's no rules. It's be as dirty as you want, uh, get the job done, Defend yourself, protect yourself, ultimately get away from whoever the assailant might be. Okay, I get that. But in this sense, spiritually, uh, metaphorically, we fight differently. Okay, the world actually escapes, though, when things get a little tough. And we engage. That's what I like about Christians. Now, I'll get to this in a minute because... The next one you're going to think contradicts the first one, but it really doesn't because the world can sometimes be very cowardly a lot of times, I'll say. And they like to think they're fighters, but they really are not when it comes down to it. So when stuff gets a little tense, a little discomfort, a little uncomfortable, uh, a little adversarial, a little confrontational, when stuff gets a little rocky, the world in a nutshell, escapes. They find different ways to escape, right? There's different outlets. They call it just kind of, I'm going to do me. This is my truth. I'm going to go. It's really an escape because they don't know how to fight. Well, we actually engage. Okay. We engage in battle every day that they don't really know about this supernatural realm, right? So we know what that is. And and that that's a whole different conversation, but we as Christians should, I say we do, but we should at the very least, engage, not escape, because we fight different, okay? The world preys on the weak, but we protect the defenseless. That's a way of fighting. So in a way, the world thinks they're fighting because they're good fighters, but really what they're looking at is an easy way to say that they wanted something. And so they prey on the weak. They, they prey on the defenseless. They prey on the less fortunate, the ignorant, the dependent, 
the uh so we 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 protect those people all of that group that I just mentioned that the world preys on if you you look at children and the transgender community they're preying on children right because they're defenseless they're impressionable um they're ignorant and and that's just what they do they prey on that the government will prey on those who are dependent on them and they will spin it to where it seems beneficial and advantageous to the downtrodden. We're for the less fortunate, but really we want to create this need for us and this reliance and dependence on us. So they really want to keep them down so that they can keep them coming back to the trough. Um, and so we protect the defenseless as Christians. So the world preys on those feet, those people. And then thirdly, under we fight differently, the world fights dirty. We fight in obedience. These are things that I believe will help us be different. And we will win in absolute abnormality because we are in direct opposition to what really the world is. Now, it's not us against them, okay? I was having that conversation with somebody today. It's not just, okay, we're saved, we're Christians, they're evil, they're the world, it's us versus them. In some cases it is, right? Good versus evil, of course. But it's it sometimes needs to be, hey, y'all might want to think about doing it differently because this is a better life. This is a better way. This is really where the the ultimate blessing that blessing that is eternal this is where it's at over here and and so we have to kind of speak truth but we got to be in grace as well grace and truth 100% of each like just like jesus right we we try to use him as our model for this so that's the first one we fight differently like the world fights dirty we fight in obedience because in obedience we are going to ultimately be rewarded in the end because god absolutely rewards those who diligently seek him and those who seek him are ultimately in obedience so that's why we do that we could fight dirty right we could go tit for tat okay we could one up them every time but there's a way of doing it in obedience okay um so that's how we fight differently and i hope this is good because i hope you maybe it, it gives you a different way of looking at things because i know we we talk a lot about how we are set apart, right? How we are kind of a chosen race, God's chosen people, a royal priesthood, right? A holy nation. We know that there's, that's scripture, a royal priesthood. Like we know that. So we are set apart. We are different. We're called to live that way though. Can't just wave the flag of that and put that on our business card. We have to actually execute that plan that God had. So that's why we're different. This is how we fight. This is how we win right here, being abnormal and being different. Okay. Second one is we resist differently. So number one, we fight differently. Number two, we resist differently. Okay. Because there is a way to resist the uh, doctrination of, the indoctrination of popular culture, right? There's a way to resist evil. There's a way to resist darkness. Okay, the world resists righteousness, and we resist temptation. Okay, I'm going, you can kind of see I'm doing the yin and the yang here. What the world does and what we do. The world resists righteousness for the most part. 
a lost world, I should say. Okay. And and I I think you kind of already get that. But the world really does resist what's good, what's righteous, what's holy. And we're not perfect, right? As Christians, we're not always righteous. Now we seek righteousness because it says seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. So we're seeking the kingdom first and his righteousness. That's what we have to seek. Now we don't always obtain that. We don't always get there. We fall short, right? Romans 3.23, we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. I get it. But the world resists righteousness on a regular basis. We should be resisting temptations because there is a temptation to be unrighteous or to follow those fleshly desires, and we've got to resist that. It's really a fight within ourselves um, because nothing coming at us is really forcing us to do anything. We have the ability to choose, choose life or death, Right, blessing and cursing. We have the ability to resist that. So that's that's what we got to do. Second one here is the world protests. We intercede in prayer. So this is how we resist differently. So when a when the world decides to resist something, they just protest completely. They they shut it down. They try to shut it down, burn it down. I'm gonna stand on the street. I'm gonna uh, show up on a doorstep. I'm gonna loot uh, an establishment. I'm going to break a window. I'm going to set a car on fire. I'm going to drive a car through a parade. I'm going to protest whatever thing I'm against, but I'm really just trying to get attention. But we as Christians, instead of protesting, we're going to intercede in prayer, right? We're going to, we're going to rise up, but we're going to rise up in the supernatural realm and we're going to pray against things. We can I mean, the Bible says, I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it a thousand more. We wage war against forces of darkness and evil that are supernatural. They're spiritual. They're not not things we can see. They're not in the natural realm. And we pray against those. That's the only way we really can. We've got to go to God, and we've got to intercede in prayer. So we, we can denounce and renounce those things. We can rebuke evil, darkness, those things. We have that authority. I don't think very many Christians really realize that or understand it or choose to execute and activate that faith. I don't think a lot of us do because we can't see it and touch it. We don't understand it. But we have the authority to intercede in prayer rather than go stand and hold a sign and throw a rock or throw a punch, right? Like to protest something. We don't need we can we can resist in prayer and we can by intercession. And and yes, there are ways we can activate and do that in the physical realm, but this is a way without causing cuz I mentioned earlier we fight in obedience. This is a way without causing disruption and chaos. Okay, we're called to bring order and peace. But we're called to do it in a truthful, bold, courageous way. We're not passive, we're not weak, but we are called to do it in obedience and righteousness. So that's the second one under we resist differently. The last one here under we resist. The world rebels, we respond in truth and authority. I mentioned authority earlier, but we respond in truth. Okay, we don't have to rebel. We let the word speak for us. God's word is Sharper than any two-edged sword, right? It is the sword of the Spirit. If you're thinking of the armor of God, the Word is truth. It is our authority. 
we can fight with that. We can resist using that, right? We can resist in other ways. We can go to the school board meeting and absolutely cast down the demonic strongholds of satanic literature in our schools. We can absolutely stop shopping at Target and Starbucks because they're demonically evil. We can activate in those natural realms, yes. I'm not saying we all sit around in a circle with candles lit and sing Kubaya and hope that the world gets better. That's not what I'm saying, but we can respond in truth under authority of our, of our God in the way and manner He calls us to do that. The world just goes and rebels in their flesh and in a destructive, chaotic manner. That's just what the world does. That's how they operate. And I used to be that way. I was the first one to cause disorder and chaos when I didn't agree. That's a rebellion. Anything against authority and opposition to said authority is a rebellion, okay? We respond different because we are in this, what I call tonight, glorious differential. It is glorious because we are set apart, okay? We're saved, we're justified, okay? By the Spirit that lives in us, we are sanctified. We are set apart. The world isn't that way. They don't see it that way. We got to see it in a different light. We got to get on a higher level of how we view things. Our perspective has got to be eternal, and it's got to be at a higher, at a different level. So that's how we resist differently. That's the second one, okay? Again, three ways we win with absolute abnormality. We're trying to be different. We are abnormal in a good way, gloriously different. So I'm, that's what I'm bringing you tonight is a way to see yourself as different, abnormal. And I'm not saying just to be contrarian, just to ruffle feathers, just to pick a fight, be different. I'm saying we are already in Christ, we're different. And we're called to do those things in righteousness, under authority, in obedience. So the last one, we think differently. And yes, all of these other ones kind of fall under the umbrella of thought and mindset and approach and mentality and mind renewal, okay? Yes, they all fall under. But this last one's important, and I think that may be last but not least, and I think I might have had those uh, bringing, you know, bringing home the gavel drop at the end with we think differently. You better be thinking differently. God has given us not a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a what? A sound mind. We're uh, not to be conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We all know that scripture. So we think differently. We should think differently. You better dang sure think differently if you're a follower of Christ. If you really want to live it, you really want to be about it and not just talk about it, you got to think different. So how do we do that? These three things underneath, we think differently. The world believes lies. Of course, we rely on truth. Absolute truth, capital T truth, unwavering, unshakable, foundational truth of God's Word. That speaks for itself. I don't even have to go into that. I don't have to put context on that because the world is all about lies. Okay, The world believes lies that the abortion... Uh, is good for the mother in some cases. It it really is her body and her choice. Not so much. We all understand that that, that is a, 
living person in there. And, and so we believe that the truth of God created man and woman in his image. The world believes the lie that we should just be able to choose and change and just be whoever we feel like being, whoever we identify being today. If I want to be a cat, I'll be a cat. If I want to be a piece of furniture, I'll be a, you know, I'll be an end table if I feel like it. Uh, the world is all about, they're believing what is convenient. They're believing all the lies that cater to their uh, irrational behavior, irrationality. Uh, so they believe lies, we believe truth. Okay, The world, secondly, is a prisoner, and we live free. That's how we're different. The world won't, won't admit that they're a prisoner unless it becomes convenient that victimhood is self-serving. Then, of course, we're going to be that. They're going to love to call themselves that. The victimhood and the suffering that goes along with that, as long as there's a benefit and it's kind of a emotional, you know, ultimately financial, possibly slot machine of, yeah, I've been a victim. So now what can I get out of it? Yeah, they're they're happy to claim that that title. It's a badge of honor. But we live free. We're different. So we live free in knowing that our eternity is sealed. But while we're here, we have a job. We have a purpose. We're to represent. We are uh, an ambassador for Christ. We're an ambassador for the kingdom. So while we're here, we live free because we know eternally we are free. We're no longer captive, okay, to ourself. We've died to ourself. We've we've taken up our cross and we followed him. That's that's freeing. It should be freeing. But the world lives in a prisoner as a prisoner in their own mind with depression, hopelessness, fear, doubt, insecurity, anxiety, loneliness, like the world is a prisoner. Yes, there are Christians. Again, I have to qualify every statement, but yes, there are, are Christians, believers uh, that suffer with mental illness. I get it. I'm not saying that those are these people that I'm talking about, but I will say that those people don't have to live that way forever. They can be free. They can receive that healing. They can claim redemption uh, restoration, God's healing, His miracles are still at work today, and those people can claim that as their own. They've just got to receive. They've got to live by that faith, and it takes time. I mean, I have a wife who's dealt with physical issues for 10 or 12 years, and it's not as easy as just saying, well, honey, you've got to receive your healing. You've got to be uh, living by that faith. No, it doesn't come that easily. Sometimes it's years. The woman in the Bible that was bleeding for 12 years, she touched his robe because she was healed, Jesus said, according to her faith. So people don't have to stay a prisoner, but the world does because they don't know any other way. We don't because we're different. We're abnormal. Okay. We're gloriously different. So the last one here under this, we think differently is the world trusts man. We trust a savior. Everything he did on the cross is for nothing if we don't trust what he has said he says we should trust. What if we don't believe what he says to believe, if we don't 
receive all the things that he's done on our behalf and the place he took, our place for us on the cross. If, if we don't receive it, it was all for nothing. So if we don't trust him, what was it for? The world doesn't know any better unless they see us being different. If we're trying to get along to go along, then we just blend in with the masses and we and they have no reason to believe anything else. They have no reason to trust a savior, so they just trust them, they trust man, they trust themselves, they trust each other. Man will let you down every time. I'll let me down every time. I'll let you down every time. Like we we have to understand man is limited, God is not. So why would I trust a limited source? I don't know how else to put that. To be honest, I don't know what else I would have to say for you to get that and to grab on with both hands on that. The world trusts man, but that makes them common. For us to be uncommon and abnormal and different, we trust a Savior. We trust something bigger. We trust an eternity. We trust a spiritual realm. We trust the Spirit in us, right? Going to bat for us, interceding on our behalf in prayer, in truth, in life, His favor, His sovereignty, His providence, His blessing is for us, but we trust Him. We don't trust man. So that's that's a lot. That's a little, that, you know, that that's a mouthful, guys. But the glorious differential are the three ways we win in absolute abnormality. I gave them to you. The three ways we fight differently, we resist differently, and we think differently. I think that covers a lot. I know you can think of others. Shoot me an I you know on Instagram, shoot me a DM if you think of another one. Um yeah, shoot me an email, last in line at leadership at gmail.com. Uh if if you think of more, I'd love to hear it because I'm probably gonna think of a couple after I, you know, end this recording. But these are worth it. These three are staples. These will plant you firmly in a foundation that sets you apart. You'll see yourself differently and you will act differently. You will believe differently and your faith will be activated and executed differently. With that, be blessed.